What is your number one priority in life? How about number two? What if I told you the whole concept of priorities is misguided? Welcome to the Food for Your Soul podcast, where we apply the Word of God to the hearts of men and women to stoke the fires of your delight in Christ. Here's your host, Dr. D. Richard Ferguson. Verse 12, because I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. When Jesus Christ grabbed hold of Paul, he had a reason for doing that. And that reason, that, that goal that Jesus had in grabbing Paul, now becomes Paul's goal for his life. Christ's reason for saving me is now my reason for existence. It's my goal in life. And before we talk about what that goal is, what that purpose is, just think for a minute about the fact that Jesus Christ took hold of you. Is that the way you think about your salvation? He took hold of you. That, that, that imagery points to Jesus' personal action in saving you. It, it's very personal. When you, when you become a Christian, the day that you became a Christian, it wasn't just you signing up for an organization. Every Christian who is a Christian, was laid hold of by a personal action of the Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus decided, he he used a thousand different inward impulses and outward providences to to grab hold of your affections. He got a grip on your heart, he gathered in your will, and he made you his own. That's that's your testimony. If somebody asks you for your testimony as a Christian, that's it. Every Christian has that testimony. One day... Jesus Christ reached down and grabbed me, took hold of me. That's how I became a Christian. If he would not have done that, you never would have come to Christ. You never would have believed the gospel. Christ decided to grab hold of you, and when he decided that, he he decided it for a reason. He had a purpose in mind, and that purpose wasn't just so that you would go to heaven someday. He took hold of you because he wanted to make you a certain kind of person in this life. Titus 2.14 Jesus Christ gave himself for us to redeem us from all wickedness and to purify for himself a people that are his very own, eager to do what is good. Jesus died to make me a certain kind of person, and so now my goal in life is to become that kind of person. I run towards the goal of becoming what Christ died to make me. That's the prize. That's the prize. Christ's purposes in my salvation. That's the prize. Now, one more point, the strategy. How are we to go about making, taking hold of this, this prize? How do we run the race successfully? He gives us a strategy in verse 13. He says, brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, now mark that, one thing, forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead, I press on. When Paul uses athletics as illustrations in his messages, one of the reasons he uses them is because they're a great example of effort, right? I mean, nobody works harder than an athlete. But the, another reason is they're, they're a great illustration of single-mindedness. One thing. I'm going after one thing. You know, you go home today and turn on the Olympics, you're not going to see athletes, like, drifting off course in some different direction in the middle of a race, right? The swimmers, they don't just start, like, paddling over to explore some other part of the pool, or runners don't jog over to the stands just to take a detour. They're, 
they are fixed on that. They're taking the straightest, shortest possible distance right straight to the finish, and they don't deviate from that. They deviate an inch, and they lose. One purpose, one goal, one objective. And Paul says that's the Christian life. Um, when he says in verse 14, I press on toward the goal, that word goal is literally it's marker. That's the, that's the marker they had at the finish line. So, so the runners, they're, they're fixed on that marker and they're going straight at it and they don't take their eyes off of it so that they can run straight. That's, Paul says, that's, that's my one thing. That's the one thing I do in life. Striving for holiness and righteousness and, the, and the, 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 the full benefits of salvation was not Paul's number one priority. It was his only priority. It wasn't one in a list. It was the whole thing. It's very, very important spiritual principle. If you ask Paul, Paul, what are, you, what are your priorities in life? He would not say, well, God first, and then family, and then ministry, and then work, and then... He wouldn't say that. He would say, I've only got one priority. Just one. I only do one thing. One objective. To take hold of that for which Christ took hold of me. That's all I'm about. If, I'm, if I do something with my family, if I'm committed to my family, i got one reason for doing that, and that's because it's part of my running after Christ. And if I work a job, I make a tent and sell it. If I uh, take a rest, if I go on vacation, I have some recreation, whatever. if I eat some food, whatever it is, it's all for this one purpose. Is running towards Christ. And that needs to be our goal. That needs to be one, one single-minded goal. Everything in life. And if you don't know how a vacation fits into running after your goal, or how eating a meal fits into running after your goal, study Ecclesiastes, learn, find out what, how it all fits together, because we only have one goal in life. Paul says, I'm running as hard as I can after that one thing, and I'm not going to take my eyes off of that. That's it. That's my one thing. And isn't that exactly what Jesus taught Martha? Remember in, in Luke 10? Um, he, he said, Martha, Martha, you're worried about, upset about so many things, but only one thing is needed, just one. Mary got it. Psalm 27, 4. One thing I ask of the Lord. This is what I seek. Psalm 73, 25. Whom have I in heaven but you, and earth has nothing I desire besides you. Nothing. Just, just you. Just one thing. Nothing else. Now, within our pursuit of that one thing, we might have some priorities, right? We might have a prioritized list, because, there's, because at certain moments, there's some things that will help me run towards that one thing better than other things, and so I'll prioritize that. But... If you have a list of priorities and in that list one of them is pursuing Christ, then there shouldn't be anything else in the list. That's, that's it. That's our whole existence. And that's a good principle to remember if you ever find yourself asking the question, how far is too far in, with, with regard to some questionable activity? Right? You're doing something and your conscience is a little uneasy about it. And you're like, is this, is this okay or is this sinful? I don't know, is this all right? And... Usually when we ask that question, we're asking the wrong question. The right question would be, is this helping me pursue my one thing? Pursue Christ, knowing Christ. Is this going to help me know Christ better, draw nearer to Him, uh, take hold of that for which He took hold of me? Is this helping? If not, I have no reason to do it. None. You should never do anything that's not part of your one thing. Single-mindedness. Are you familiar with the idea of mission creep? 
A government agency or military unit starts out with one mission, but bit by bit, it changes. They take on some project, then another and another, until, without realizing it, they've veered so far off course, hardly any of the original mission remains. Has your Christian life experienced mission creep? Have some of this world's affairs attracted your attention incrementally to the point where most of your energy is now being spent on something other than the one thing Jesus called you to? Spend some time talking to the Lord today about how to get back on course. Thank you for listening. If you found today's episode edifying, why not share it with a friend? This season of the Food for Your Soul podcast features excerpts from our sermon series on the book of Philippians, 50 expository sermons covering every verse. You can find those and hundreds of other sermons for free download on drichardferguson.com. Until next time, rejoice in the Lord always and set your mind on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God.